Nancy Stevens, the well-being and self-care coach. How do we cope with daily realities, even if they come at us unexpectedly? So here is Nancy. Please let us know what to do at times of chaos. What a loaded, uh, beautiful question and topic. Very, very timely, especially as we are just in the midst of or being in the world the way it is today, for sure. Lots, lots and lots um, of different avenues and areas for us to personally navigate uh, our lives and how the world is. What really uh, this, the area that I specialize in or work in is that of personal nurturing and finding the time to cultivate and care for and maintain a beautiful level of inner balance, which gives us outer balance, no matter what is going on externally. Could be your family life, relationships, work, world issues, uh, your professional, you know, a mixture of all three communities. So there's at any given time, because we're alive, life is going to come at us. Um, and how we respond to that, or if we are just pulled into that energy, will show up literally on our face, on creating, our uh, literally on our face. Yes. Um, we can't, you know, some of that is just as we age and move, but when we're under when we're under an undue stress or living externally wanting to uh take a tonic put on some moisturizer whatever and want that to do the work without going into our inner resources the results just aren't going to be lasting it may give a temporary little bit the internal as i've come to know needs to work in center in synchronicity with the external without Without that, our uh, taking time to cultivate the fabric of our inner landscape, no matter what we do externally, it's just putting a Band-Aid on the symptom and hoping for, hoping for those results. So we're propping ourselves up by doing all that external stuff. And I'm not saying the external stuff isn't necessary. Of course it is. Of course we want to exercise, take have healthy, radiant skin, um, feel good with the foods we eat, Etc. Etc. However, if we're just going bypassing our own essence, wanting that to work and <clears throat> not resting within, after a while, what we're doing externally isn't going to get the same results. It's not going to come down off that. Definitely, it's not going to last because I see this no. every day when I make a uh, skin uh, really nice and glowy, and then as mm -hmm. soon as the stress kicks back in two days later, it's gone. So this is why we're going to be talking about the inner beauty before we talk about the outer beauty. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very, very important. So we, what I'm gonna be focusing on is your um, cultivating intentional living. Mm -hmm. That's not something that you have to be trained in, have lots of time and knowledge. Intentional living uses your own, um, intuition and with what I'm going to share with you and just your desire to make this a part of who you are. So intentional living, you're like, what is that? It is you, whoops, there it went. It is you working on and cultivating your own 
inner landscape that would be body, you know, body, mind, spirit working together. Cause we're obviously, we're so much more than the, the physical externals in order to be, to create change. How can we do that? If we are mindlessly going from point to point to point each day, getting up, press, press play and go. So at some point you're going to arrive, maybe feeling exhausted, fatigued, wondering why all that product you're using your face looks dehydrated, stressed, wrinkled. Um, so you would need to take a moment to pause, right? Notice what's going on. Why am I, why am I feeling um, mentally chaotic or have anxiety or why do I feel fatigued? Um, why do I feel I never have any time? So those are very, that's very vital in order for each one of us to live intentionally and move from being living externally. My skin doesn't look good. My eye, yeah, wow, something's not quite right. State of my emotional well being and physical well being, and pausing, pausing to notice and pinpoint. And you don't have you don't you don't have to go right to the heart of it, but just saying, wow, I'm really feeling tired lately, and I still I've been able to sleep, but but I'm tired. You know, wow, I've got digestive issues. Um, no matter what I do, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. Um, and using my skincare and my face just looks tired. I've got bags under my eye. You know, I don't, I don't know. So taking time to pause and sit with your emotional and physical state, not from a place of being, you know, selfish or self-absorbed, but to be curious, to be um, curious and compassion on your behalf. Because if you don't take the time to do this, who will, you know, it's, that's how my journey started. And I'm sure I'm assuming Yolanda, your journey into what you're doing probably began that way as well. So we need to pause and take time to ask with compassion, what is how we're feeling and just making a note of that, making a note of how we're physically feeling, emotionally feeling, um, in relation and connection to whatever, and maybe begin to make some, draw some, uh, awareness as well. Perhaps my work is so stressed, so stressful right now. I'm not taking care of myself and my baggy skin or my digestive issues are being tired as a result of my work. Maybe, um, I'm in a relationship, um, that I don't want to deal with. That's just not, maybe it's not working right now with my, you know, significant other coworkers, friend or children. Um, maybe it's, I'm just responding to all the external world events right now and, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm not taking care of myself. I'm just holding my breath, taking it one day at a time, denying, covering, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm snacking a lot because when I'm eating, it takes me out of needing to uh, take care of that, engaging in you know, binge watching of my favorite show or doing activities that take me out of bringing myself back to myself. So I know that I engage in some of that at a time in my life. I didn't, I didn't know what was that first step. So I externally snacked um, unhealthily, had a couple glasses of wine a night unhealthily, or I just tried to get more busy thinking that that was going to cover it up or fix it. And ultimately it may cover it up a little bit, but your inner landscape is yours. So very big P to an key to intentional living is in pausing because it's you want to be in a loving relationship with yourself. We have to notice how we feel then 
address it instead of just patching it up. So that's a very, very key to success in self-care. How would you say we begin the self-care? What to do first? Do we just stop what is causing the problem? What if we don't know what that is? How do we discover that? Well, like like I said, that big one of the big keys in order to even cross over and begin taking action is again that that intentional loving pause to simply make a note wow i'm not feeling myself i'm living i'm i'm now a, a passenger in the driver's in the driver's seat of my life so step two then most of us are people pleasers or we want to give it give our all to our our home our career uh showing up you know, if we're doing volunteer work, we want to give it all to others. So step two, before we can even take action is giving ourselves permission. All of the amazing support out there for well-being, exercise, diet, uh, rest, recreation won't come to fruition unless and until we take what we learn from pausing and we Bring, we put wheels underneath that, so to speak, by giving ourselves permission. So huge. So many people can make it maybe after they pause, they make a big list. Um, wow, I need to um, I need to include more healthy eating. I need to lose 10 pounds. I need to exercise daily. I need to unplug from my electronics. I need to get more sleep. So they're full of these um, things that they think are going to help them. But then they go back right back into their old well, you know, their old well-worn habit pattern because they haven't totally bought in that they matter. So you have to have high buy-in and give yourself permission. Every one of us is also busy and we have a lot of uh, life to juggle. So if you're looking for another person to say, wow, you know what? You look really, you look stressed. I can tell you're not optimal. Why don't you, We're in, give, instead of giving the power to others to look at us and say, you have permission to take care of yourself, it's ultimately up to us. Even if we were hit broadside with, wow, you really need to get some coaching. You really could benefit from weight loss. You could benefit from a routine. It isn't until we turn the switch on and give ourselves permission to start taking one little step before implementing, quote, a whole lifestyle program. So again, before we can know what to do, we have to be open and, and loving to ourselves to give ourselves permission because all of the good tips and advice and help isn't going to do anything, again, until we um, say, yes, I am making myself a priority. I'm giving myself permission to do one good thing for me. Okay, so that's, we've got that now the way. You've taken that pause, gone deep and um, brought what was underneath the surface up to front and center, knowing how you're feeling and what's going on. Then you're going to give yourself permission that you matter. You're, there's not going to be a magical waving of a wand that says your turn all the lights on you we're going to give you all the resources and support you need to to rest renew refresh erase those that feeling of not feeling well um to have a healthy a healthy vibrant body and beautiful skin so permission is a big big deal step i guess i wouldn't really call it step three but along the lines of maybe okay wow i have permission well what do i do Again, you, it's it's going to be a struggle if you've gone from 
giving yourself very little time and self-care into trying to jump into the room and eat the elephant, so to speak. Like, oh, I'm, I'm now going to implement a new eating, an eating plan, an exercise plan. I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, buy a pair of fitness shoes and exercise every day. I'm going to get rid of toxic people. I, you know, you, again, doing that many things, if you've, if you've been inconsistent, is going to set you up to take a tumble down. So second, my first, my first piece of advice, once you've given yourself permission, is to find one thing that you have a lot of energy around. One thing that really bubbles up to the surface that you are feeling more drawn to. For some, it's going to be, I really love or I, I want to start exercising more. I know that's going to give me more energy. It's going to melt some stress. For others, maybe that's meaning I'm going to uh, not go out to lunch every day if I'm, if I'm working or I'm going to stop eating in my car on the way home. I'm going to um, find some healthier snack alternatives if I'm a stress snacker. So again, the answer is not going to come in this big wave. And if you work on, try to do 10 things at once, it's going to be overwhelming, especially if you have been inconsistent. So you need to give yourself permission to, to begin with one thing that really resonates with you that you will bring in as a maybe a less than comfortable behavior. But as you engage and do that one thing consistently, it will become a habit. It will become part of you that your body starts to crave that. Um, you're, maybe if you were an unhealthy snacker, snacking on whatever that I call the feel good food or the stress releasing food, replacing those more quote, less than healthy snacks with, you know, with some healthy alternatives, whether that's you know, fresh sliced fruit, cheese or crackers, hummus, uh, vegetables, healthier. There's many healthy chips. I'm, I'm just, I'm not really saying that this is the, the key, but you know, if that, I'm just giving an example. So replace what you view the more um, unhealthy snacks that maybe have a high um, unhealthy fats, a lot of sodium, um, hidden sugars, dyes or processed, and just go to go to the store when you have time flip the label on your favorite package of food, read it. And if it has a lot of ingredients, you don't recognize a long, long chain list of um, stabilizers, preservatives, colors, maybe, okay, put that down and pick up something that has a short ingredient list of things that don't have a, a long chain name that you can recognize that you can literally recognize the ingredients that are come from, you know, whole, whole foods that there's not a bunch of added heavy, lots of sodium or fat or sugar, just buy that, do one thing. So if you're a snacker and you're like, wow, my, my snacking has really made me feel unenergetic, bloated, um, I'm not happy with myself uh, emotionally or physically, I'm gonna bring in the habit of having health, this healthy snack or two at home that when I wanna go somewhere and put something in my mouth, it's healthy and just do that. Many of us are very good at advising others on what to do. And mm -hmm. we just don't, don't see that on ourselves. We just can't advise ourselves. So what I have learned is if you start talking to yourself in a third person, 
as to, you know, uh, Yolanda, you need to sleep a little bit more. And tonight you're going home earlier. You've been working too much or drink more water and go get up and get a glass of water. Basically, if you change that to the third person as you were to advise somebody else, it works much better on me. And I, I did uh, see studies of um, professionals who have discovered that this actually will work better than trying to say to yourself, I should or I could. Yeah, that's the way I give myself permission because otherwise I will cut the corners and obviously I'll stay in late. <laughs> yes. That's so a very timely, beautiful piece of advice. Yes. So giving yourself permission and doing it, as you said, that works for you in that third in third party, addressing yourself by your name or Yolanda, please leave work early tonight to rest. You owe it to yourself. Um, versus I should leave work early. So another key, listen to listen to how listen to your self-talk. If you are shooting yourself, I should exercise more. I need to eat better. I need to stop, blah, blah, blah. Again, that comes with pausing. Are you being overly uh, critical of yourself as if you were, again, somebody that you dislike? Would you speak to, would you should another person, would you tell your, I mean, do you, you talk to other people that way? You know, you should, I can tell you need to lose weight. You should lose weight. You should eat more. Like, would you speak how you, how you dialogue with yourself? Is that how you show up and talk to others? Most of the times, yes. We use the language that we would never use to mm -hmm. others. Uh, to, we use the language to ourselves and that's uh, very judgmental and we shouldn't do that because it doesn't help. It doesn't stimulate any. No. In fact, studies show that um, how we, how we our own self-talk dialogue yeah. really is impactful. Like I guess back in the day we thought it was like great to, you know, get up, who are you doing? Pick yourself up. Get going. Who do you think you are? You can do more. You should do more. Push yourself. You, you need to, yeah, push, push, push. But really, studies have shown that being kind and compassionate to yourself is not weakness or taking a shortcut. When we speak more thoughtfully and compassionately to ourselves, you actually see a much more higher rate of getting that, um, of moving forward because you're doing it from a place of care. It's really hard to do something from a place I call of ill will or disconnect or um, criticizing or judgment. I know we, back in the day, we thought that being quote, externally judgmental or critical was going to really get results. But honestly, that's old energy. And what really moves people is in being um, intentionally cared for. And that means, if we don't have other people to do that, we get to step up and do that for ourselves. The care that we give to ourselves with kindness will directly impact our own well-being, our vibrant, healthy body and good skin. It's the same care that will also help others. So how we talk to ourselves, whether or not we give ourselves permission, really 
not only impacts us, but it also has a huge impact to all others. Yes, I always talk about self-care that is that means it's self-love. If you love yourself, you will care for yourself. If you feel guilty when you think of self-love, mm-hmm. uh, that's a problem. You have to address that. You cannot give love away if you don't have it. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That is again, that's a, such a large key in people going from feeling less than, struggling, not not being comfortable in their body to moving forward to being to having a healthy relationship in their body by creating healthy um, self-care boundaries. We've gone into pausing to notice what is going on in our inner and outer landscape. We we move into self-love, giving ourselves authentic, real permission to move forward, even though we don't know the next step, but by pausing, we're gonna maybe, we're gonna zero in on one item work on that one item first. And it, it depends on your own journey. It could be re- reducing stress, gaining energy, more sleep, um, you know, working on your, your intake. So I, that, ha- that's a personal thing. That's yours. Don't, don't try to take on a whole host of items. Just do that one thing. Let it feel good to you. That's going to bring more six, more feelings of confidence and independence that you have it, what it takes to move forward. What really worked for me was for me to have and set up a personal morning routine. Foundation that at the start of the day really opens up and impacts how you go through your day no matter what occurs. And literally, it shows up in your energy level, uh, in your emotional well-being, and actually on your face. I get up a little bit earlier in order to have more time. Now, if you're a night owl and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, so you have to look at, look realistic, look at your schedule. If you've got young children to take care of, um, if you've got a demanding work, maybe you're traveling, you're gonna work this into what's realistic and and likely for your own day. For me, having that quiet time in the morning before everyone else is getting their day started gives me what I need. I do something very practical. When I wake up, other than maybe using the restroom, I, um, I I hydrate my body. I know that my body is dehydrated from sleeping. I do not hit the coffee or the, you know, the energy drink. I take a large, full glass of water. I drink a big, um, a twelve ounce glass of water, and I let that in, wake my body up before I do anything else. I do a little bit of stretching. I just kind of do a little, uh, just a little upper body, like side stretch, um, circle my wrist and ankles. I just kind of get, I don't go nuts, but I just kind of get the, from having uh, come up from bed, I kind of get the kinks out and I want to get that water and energy flowing. My next thing I do is I sit in a non-distractive, um, quiet place. I don't check my phone ASAP. Maybe again, you have to dial that into where you, I don't get on, I don't get on my laptop. I don't have the TV or music. I just give myself what works for me is I take a few moments in stillness to let my physical body and my emotional body bring themselves into the day yet to be. I take, I do this maybe five, five to 10 minutes. Um, initially I was so stressed out that I, I couldn't, I found it impossible to sit still. So 
again, if you're like used to hitting the ground running, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so hard. Dial it back, do a smaller little bit. But I have found cultivating um, quiet, intentional stillness and quiet is huge for your ability to be more creative and more productive. For if you are one that likes to have morning prayer or meditation and you're comfortable with being still, you can factor this in. So it's so step two after I do that, I tend to my face. I have my put my little scrunchie on, I cleanse and wash my face, and I put on my skincare products. It I love doing that for myself in the morning. It's physical, it tells me that I'm feeding my, I'm nourishing my body. Yeah. So then I have a dog. We've got a family pet, and I love to be out in nature every morning. I don't know where you live, that's available to you. Um, it matters to me a lot to ground and center myself. I leash up our dog. Thanks for I listening. Take a short walk. And we'll see you in the next in the episode. Don't forget and to subscribe and share it with your with friends. Energy found in nature. It's very balancing and spiritually nurturing to me. I do. So that is my routine. Hydrate, quiet time with some prayer and meditation. Um, I also, um, so I do my face, get dressed, leash up our dog, go for a walk. And while I'm on my walk, I also use that time just to use my positive affirmations. Some do a lot more and that's awesome. Some of you, maybe your routine is going to be, if you are one that loves to work out, you're gonna maybe work out in your home gym or go for a jog or walk, or maybe go to take an early morning class. You're gonna make it be what you need it to be for you and only you. That will open up the door when you have this little bitty, bit of a routine. It's going to open the door for you to extend even more um, caring, personal self-care to you. And all of this is going to show up on your face. You're going to feel more comfortable and connected to your body rather than disconnected. Maybe those side comments you're always making, um, I'm you know, out of shape, I need to lose more weight, I don't like how I look, are going to start going away because you've taken care to nurture and care for yourself based on your own needs and where you are in your life. Before I get to bed, um, I need to settle everything that had happened during the day. It needs to settle in my head. Uh, if it doesn't, then I'll wake up with a migraine. So mm. I learned that the hard way. So I do settle. I do release whatever it's still lingering. And I put a um, sound therapy. I find it on a YouTube. It's very helpful. I found sound therapy, which is a vibrational kind of sounds and I just listen to it and it tunes me out of the day and then when I go to sleep I don't have any dreams because I clear my mind I prepare my mind for for the sleep so when I wake up in the morning I'm rested I'm, I'm happy to start my day and yes I do have a dog dog takes me out for walks. I learned to take my shoes off to walk bare feet. And that grounds me in the morning and prepares me for the rest of the day. So yes, everyone has different routines and different schedules. Is there anything that you could recommend that we do when we are in the middle of the day, the meeting is uh, coming up in five minutes and the, the computer crashes? What do we do? How do we get back to balance? One thing that, that I do that 
that really does help me a lot if I'm starting to feel the bubbling up of um, anxiousness or feeling uh, like, oh my gosh, frustrated. Um, I take one to three full breaths because when you're breathing, you really are in the moment and it brings you back from, oh my gosh, worst case scenario. Now what? I'm so frustrated. Uh, um, it's an exercise. It, it's available to every single one of us. I've actually done it driving in the car to go to go to work, um, to go give presentations, to calm my overactive mind and my body that might feel really tense. You can place you place your hand um, at your belly, right at your navel, and you know obviously if you're driving, you're not going to do that. <laughs> and, and your computer crashes, and you're like, oh my gosh, or I'm like, wow, you know that a lot. I just take you take a full inhalation breath. You want to feel your feel that deep in the belly just inhale bring that inhale breath all the imagine that it's a it's a tube and it's traveling up up through here going through your neck traveling all the way up and that breath is going to come up and out then you're going to exhale bring that new breath new oxygen new blood flow back into your belly you can do this one maybe three times would be optimal and that breath gives you a mini reset. It's actually very good. It creates um, healthy lung tissue and heart capacity. So it's physically doing something. And it's also emotionally balancing you and bringing you back down from, you know, that moment of uh, worst case scenario thinking or panic or anxiety. The breath is something that's available to every one of us because we all have lungs. Um, and that really is a, a quick little go-to thank you so much for sharing that with us and now if anyone wants some help with grounding or just refocusing so you can download that a journaling prompt for authentic uh, self-discovery that is available to you on my website um, you can click on free resources also you can if you go to the website you can click on it um you click on it and you just subscribe. You could subscribe to my list, which I send out an email maybe every six weeks or so, just with a, help with a helpful uh, lifestyle and self care blog as well. So that journaling prompt is my gift to each of you. Thank you so much. I did see that uh, journal and it's very attractive. And I think I downloaded it myself because I think it's so good to write things out. Sometimes you just don't remember what happened five minutes ago, but if you just journal from day to day and look at that, you can see how you're improving or you can see where you're slacking and that's how you can self-correct. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Nancy, and thank you for your advice. So much for having me on the show. It's been my pleasure to share and be part of such a wonderful summit that you are providing for so many, Yolanda. Thank you. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends.